Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Soul Sessions. I'm Amanda Rieger-Green. Today, I am excited to have on Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, known for his hit songs like If the World Was Ending. He's also headed out on tour with John Mayer this fall. His latest song, I Don't Miss You, is out now. J.P. Sachs, welcome to Soul Sessions. Hi, Amanda. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you today? Where I know you've been traveling, and it probably can feel like you're pulled in 20 Five directions, which is exciting, but where are you? I am in a hotel room in Columbus, Ohio. Good deal. Welcome from Columbus. Thank you for coming onto the podcast today. This month, we're talking about intuition. So the first thing I want to ask you is how you tap into your intuition. How do you trust your gut? What are some of the instinctual ways of tapping into your truth and your intuition? I try and listen to it from different moods, like for example, if it's about if I'm trying to make a decision about art, let's say a song, for example, I'll listen to it when I'm sleepy. I'll listen to it when I'm when I'm well well rested. I'll listen to it when I'm hungry. I'll listen to it after I've had a nice meal. I'll listen to it at 10 p.m. I'll listen to it at 8 a.m. I try and approach it from as many different physiological states as possible, so I can get a well-rounded picture of what my gut says. Because my gut has a different voice depending on whatever physiological state I am in. Sometimes it's easy for me to mistake my intuition for my insecurity or for my fear or for my hangriness. So I try and give it as many opportunities to say what it needs to say in as many tones as voice as possible before I do too much interpretation. When do you get that spark of knowing? Like what's an example of something that's come together like that where you just feel like you know? The decisions I feel the most confident about, there's like a feeling as of them already having been made. I haven't made the decision yet, but there's just sort of this sense of like it's already happened, like I've already like I've already decided. That's how I really know something's the right thing to do. I love what you said about listening to music and evoking a knowing from a different 
vibrational state, a different, you know, state of emotional intelligence, wherever that, you know, listening to your emotional intelligence, listening to where you are and testing it out in different states, you know, going, going to sleep at night, which is such a portal, you know, for our brain and marination and, and insight, but then also when you're hungry or when you're well rested, which is, is really kind of a soup of different vantage points. So that opportunity of perspective uh, and, and, and really testing things out, seeing what works. I think that's a really great insight for people too to try and to utilize. Yeah, most of my favorite ideas come from either drives or the shower or late at night in a busy environment where I take the stimu- an external stimulation and then use it for myself, which manifests, I would say, mainly in me sitting in the corners of clubs journaling while everyone gets drunk and dances. I love that. Most of my best ideas, either like 2 a.m. in my own head at a club, in the car, or in the shower. The car in the shower, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people. It certainly does with me. But being able to be in a crowd, in a loud crowd, and feel the energy, but also to hone in on channeling your creative energies through that collective. So I imagine, too, when you're on stage... You know, when you're singing, when you're performing, you also create that synergy and it creates, you know, I mean, I know that that happens with a lot of artists, but certainly there's probably that similar energy there. I think it's funny about you being in a club and being in a a loud place, you know, at 2 a.m. And how did, when was the first time you remember doing that? There's a couple of songs on my first album that originated in the first night I ever did MDMA with my friends in Toronto. And we went to a club in a part of Toronto called Kensington Market. And I'd never done this before. And everyone told me that I was just going to dance and feel free and want to hug everyone. And what ended up happening was I sat in this little booth by myself for like 90 minutes and just wrote in my journal. And my friends kept coming coming over to check if I was okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I just have so many thoughts. And then they left me alone. And there's like, three songs on my first album that came from that like brain dump that I did that night in that club. You know, it's interesting too with, I mean, energy is everywhere and energy is in environments and you're certain obviously sensitive to that, but to be able to draw from that yet stay in your own space is a talent. It's certainly a gift to be able to channel when you also have you know, loud movement and people and all of the different scattered energy around you, uh, I can imagine that probably a lot comes through. I find that very fascinating. But I also resonate with it because sometimes when I go and work, I just will leave and go to a coffee shop. You know, if I'm not on the phone, if I'm writing emails, creatively doing stuff, writing, I can just hone in with a lot of noise around me and I get work done fast. I get work done fast in airports. It's just, you know, sometimes in that environment. So I resonate with what you're saying and it's almost like I healthfully feed off of the collective energy and harness my own my own voice even 
even more clearly. So I I think that makes a lot of sense. One of the things I did want to ask you about is as a child, in terms of your emotions and learning how to communicate your emotions and channel that, did you do that through music or how did you find a way to start communicating your inner voice because you're you're an extremely sensitive for as strong and empowered as you are you have a very sensitive energy and whenever they show me that it's it's not disempowering it's just that you feel things very deeply and you're picking up energy from your environment so sorting out what is someone else's energy thoughts or feelings and what is yours and how to communicate that how did you how to have how did you start to channel that essentially obviously through your songwriting but how did that start you're, you're right. I'm very sensitive. Okay, two thoughts on this. One's connected to the last thing we were talking about, and one's connected to this thing you're asking me. Something I've been thinking about recently is the very unique type of peace I feel when I'm deeply out of place. I almost crave feeling deeply out of place because there's something really freeing about not knowing how to exist in a situation because then there's no right or wrong way because you just don't know. So then you just kind of get to feel whatever you're feeling. I think it's part of the reason why I love traveling. It's part of the reason why I love being in new environments that seem different. There's just something very peaceful to me about not knowing how to exist in a scenario and then seeing what happens in my mind. And then regarding how I express myself emotionally and coming to terms with being a sensitive individual as a young person, I think I had the blessing of not being popular. I had the blessing of not having any any, um, positive reinforcement for the wrong things. I think if I had been cooler as a young person, maybe I would have attributed a sense of confidence and a sense of belonging to something that would have been ultimately less beneficial to my life. But because I didn't have that reinforcement, I just sort of had to look outside of my immediate society and environment on what it meant to be myself and where that could be okay. It took a little bit longer and it made being 13 really shitty. But when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, I started recognizing, you know, what having a relationship with myself meant. And I found that mostly at instruments. It's why I first fell in love with the piano, especially an upright piano. It's a very personal experience. A grand piano is a bit different because when you play a grand piano, the sound's projected outwards. You can kind of imagine that. You can see, like, yeah. see the top of the piano, it's projected outwards. But when you play an upright piano, it's projected right back at you. It's like inherently communicative with oneself. It's one of the only instruments that you play in and the sound goes at you, not outwards at anyone else. So for that reason, I find upright pianos really meditative and playing upright pianos for hours and hours and hours by myself as a teenager was my solace in an otherwise not very pleasant home environment. So I would just kind of hide in the piano and I'm an only child. And that was the first place I recognized what it felt like to be myself with myself. And it felt positive. Yeah, I love that. And I love the explanation of the piano and a grand piano versus an upright piano. And I had no idea about that, which completely makes sense. But I I love the way that you found a sense of solace or peace or oneness, essentially, through that vibrational aspect of music. And I know when you play music, it can be meditative. It drops our brain into different frequencies. And then being in that state of receptivity is pretty incredible. But I, I also love what you shared about being out of place and finding your place through that, almost more authenticity through the crunchy times or the pain, which so many of us, certainly me, can identify with, not feeling a part of and almost having to dig deeper to find 
who we are, why we are, or a greater connection. Sometimes that stuff busts us open, you know, with more traction than than when we do get, you know, positive reinforcement in areas that really we may be doing as people pleasing. I'm a Libra, so we, you know, we understand the people pleasing aspect of the zodiac, which is really a selfish thing, right? It's not really about you. It's I want you to like me. I want you to love me, and mm-hmm. uh, so so not having those things. And thank you for sharing about being sensitive. Are there any questions you have, or anything that you want to know? Insights around. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are there any questions you have or anything that you want to know insights around? I don't know. I've never done anything like this before. So I'm not yeah. really sure like what the jurisdiction or kind of category of questions that would be. You, relevant you can ask anything. Ask. If I don't if I don't know or if I'm not getting any clarity around it, I'll tell you. Okay. The people the the they, when you say you're tapping into a soul, you say they're telling me, is it always the same they or does everyone have a different they? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and. So it's always the same it's it's always your unique voice, your highest voice, your highest consciousness that's connected to the divine, Wait, divine yours? yours, the divine. Every version of you that ever has been and ever will be, past and future lives simultaneously, different aspects of consciousness, different points in development all converge to show you clarity. So yes, it is uniquely your energy, yet it's connected to source energy, which depending on what your beliefs are, we're all connected to. So it's a little bit of both, but mostly your own voice, your highest voice coming through, which is very multidimensional. And it comes in colors and code and music and songs and memories and energies and literal aspects of you. 
Do you get to decide when you do and don't hear? Better today. I used when um, I've, I've had this gift since I was young, but of course I did not know how to channel it or interpret it. But with a lot of courage and vulnerability and practice, the more I tapped into it and accepted it and learned to channel it more ethically and with permission and with my highest voice, the better I was at creating energetic boundaries, which is probably something that would be healthy for you this year is energetic boundaries. And it's almost like you say it and therefore it is, you know, I, even you can think of your aura, you know, when you're in the shower, use that again, or when you're driving or it doesn't matter, or you're in a, a crowded club and you're channeling, you're, you're throwing up a wall, but that wall is still permeated by that group energy that you have in there, but you're channeling like a, a tube of light. That's the way when you were explaining that to me, it all, I could just see it. I could see you having just a tube of very clear intelligence streaming through you, but yet it was almost like the vibration of being in a club, like energy coming at you. So you had a healthy boundary there. Like you were tapping into the collective, but you were also harnessing your highest voice. I've learned to do that. But I'm nowadays I'm in the grocery store and I don't have 25 <laughs> spirits and people's souls talking to me or in an airport or an airplane, whereas used to, it was all the time. And so I learned to put up healthier energetic boundaries and say when I'm available for and when I'm not. And sometimes I can't control it. And there are messages that come through that feel extremely relevant or pertinent to be shared with a stranger, you know, in, in some sort of environment. Mm. And how do you navigate that with like the people closest to you? Or is anyone close to you have a similar gift? You know, I have a lot of people around me who have highly developed intuition, but it, it's not similar to my gift in the in that they don't do this for a living. And it isn't something, you know, it isn't something that is part of their soul's passion or their primary voice. But navigating it, that's a great question. Navigating it with people around me, it's its sometimes more difficult because of boundaries or lack thereof on my part sometimes and their part. Because, you know, they will call me up, hey, what do you think about this? What do you need from this? And, you know, and I am always wanting to support, always wanting to be of service and help. And then it comes to a point where, you know, I can get resentful about that or my gift can feel exhaustive rather than uplifting. So being able to say, you know, hey, I'm not available for that. Or, you know, if you want some time, let's book some time together or set aside a time. But people like as I've developed the dynamics, I've become better at communicating what I can and can't do and my own boundaries. But certainly people are always questioning and wanting to know things. How does it impact intimacy with the people you're close to when the boundaries of what someone can and can't share with you are a little bit different than with someone who doesn't have that connectivity that you have? Like, Because to me, like so much of the intimacy with people is what they choose to share. And if if you're able to understand what someone is experiencing and going through before they've decided to share it with you, how does that impact the way you grow an intimate relationship with a family member or a romantic partner or a child? Or It can be very complex at times. And that's something that has been a challenge to navigate. Fortunately, like with my husband, for example, I don't read him. I can't read him well. He's one of the only people that I just really can't read. And I'm so grateful for that most of the time because we're pretty direct communicators with each other. And it's helped our verbal communication skills as friends, as partners, 
be better as a result of that and more clear and more direct. He's very blunt. He's very direct. You are too. You're extremely blunt and direct. I mean, you've been given, I told you, communication is one of your greatest gifts. So listening to your inside voice and and modeling it back. But your, your direct bluntness is a gift that you have that sometimes can, you know, uh, be a boundary for some people, which can be a healthy thing. But back to your question. So that's one thing I appreciate about my husband but also there's there's ethics for me in terms of what I do. I don't just tap into somebody's energy because I'm curious to know what they're thinking or what's going on with him. I am actually not nosy and I'm not a gossip. So that is, you know, I, hey, I'm, I am a lot of things, JP. I can be a people pleaser, an overachieving perfectionist, you know, uh, self-will run riot, all of those things. I can label that. But I'm, I've never really been gossipy and I have a lot of integrity around confidentiality. And that for me is one of those things that's a non-negotiable. It's a those are values that I know that I hold. So I'm usually, I have enough going on between these two ears in my own chatter in my head to listen to what you have going on. However, that being said, years ago, I can remember being in a vehicle with family members. And I don't know if I was just particularly susceptible. My antenna was up and I could hear the person in the back seat talking shit about me. And I already told you I'm a Libra. I am. I, I sometimes wear my heart on my sleeve. I want you to love me. I want you to like me. I've been so nice to you. Why are you talking shit about me in your head in the back seat? <laughs> you know, like that was that was what was going on in this whole thing. And and I am starting to get angry and upset. And no words are being exchanged. You could just feel the energy in the car. And you know, I proceed to we we stop somewhere and I proceed. We were on a family vacation. I'd stomp out of the car. I'm almost in tears. And it was one of those lessons where I had to recognize that aspects of my gift, you know, if I don't have healthy boundaries, if I don't intentionally set energetic boundaries, I don't want to know that stuff uh, because I don't want to create resentments. I would rather not know and then it come up the way that it's supposed to. So that has happened before. It doesn't happen that often. Although I'll be in a room with someone where I can hear them talking about me. And then what I do to heal that or to work on it within me, because if I only have control over you know my attitudes and actions, where I work on the healing side of things is if I find someone judging me, then I will immediately go to my side of the street. I mean, I'll be I'll have my I'll be butthurt for a minute, right? I got to be human and have that reaction. And then instead of me taking their inventory, I'll jump back to me and I'll say, "Okay, Amanda, who are you judging right now? Who are you criticizing? Whose inventory are you taking? Where can you clean up your side of the street?" And then also if I'm feeling an awkward or a judgmental or some kind of challenging energy from someone directed at me or, or even not, a lot of times I, and this is easier said than done, but I will literally send them back, like tell them they are not welcome in my energy field. Mentally, I'll do this. You're not welcome. You know, hey, you know, you're infringing in my energy field. I'm sending you back to work through whatever it is that you're working through. It's not my responsibility. I love that thing you said about what you were saying internally. And I also think it'd be really funny to actually say it to somebody. <laughs> For well, sure. I'm trying to remember the exact words. Like I am. Do, do you remember the exact words that you said to yourself? 
Yes, I am. I am removing you from my energy field. I'm sending you back from where you came to work on that. And listen, this is the analogy I give. So you're going to appreciate this. Remember Glinda, the good witch in uh, The Wizard of Oz? Remember how she came in in the, the bubble to see all the munchkins and everything? So I will often say to people in your mind's eye, and I do this. I practice it myself. I will say, put someone who is, you can just, you know, you're on the same telepathic wavelength or you can feel their funky energy or whatever it is. Put them in that bubble, like the beautiful iridescent bubble, like you blew when you were a child, and put them in that bubble. And then you can't shove the bubble away because it'll burst. So you have to like tap them back. So instead of shoving them back, because that's the way we, for me, I want to react. I want to push at it. It's like I got to tap that. I got to gently send that back out into the field. That's the way if because I'm very visual that way that I have to think about it and then I send it out, you know, and our our visions are are very powerful in that sense. Fascinating. Yeah, I love that. Well, it's great to be connected. I you do. I will tell you this. 2023 may feel like there's going to be great doors opening, good connections. It may feel like a lot of work. So the moments where it's like, oh, okay, I got I to gotta get this done today. This is what's on my plate. Okay, I'm here. I'm there. You know, just schedules and answering to people and all the things that you may be juggling. When you feel that way, use that, use kind of the reset that we were just talking about. Just take a moment and just say, you know, things are fluid today. But 2024, I tell you what, it is a massive year of growth and recognition a lot of the traction that you build this year plays out next year. So it's not so much an immediate gratification kind of year, but next year, you know, if you build it, they will come kind of energy. So trust that. The day, and when, you know, when you are tired, sleep. When you are hungry, eat. I mean, it's like chop wood, carry water kind of year, which may sound kind of boring, but work through heavy emotions, give people back their stuff that's not yours to sift through, and also know that you're building something internally and also you're just you're about to go through a massive soul level growth spurt 2024 2025 2026 and 2027 get ready buckle up because starting 2024 once it's like the the handle comes down on the roller coaster and they hit go you can't say wait wait like you're halfway up i want to go back like it's you're you're on the roller coaster so it's about enjoying the ride and and finding this year you know maybe what isn't as enjoyable or fulfilling well that sounds awesome i hope you're right Well, you'll have to keep me posted. I do. I hope that for you, too. Well, I, I can see it. I mean, there, like I said, there's lots of traction, lots of recognition next year. Not that you won't get it this year. I'm buying in. Okay. I hope you're well, right. That'd be so sick. Okay. Well, it, it, listen, I will tell you this. Like I said, there is recognition. There are awards. There are bigger collaborations, bigger opportunities. All of them are coming next year in the foundation you lay this year. So all the, uh, like your abilities of connecting and connecting with people and meeting people and hitting it off, you know, follow up on those relationships when you have the energy, you know, reconnect with the people that make an impression on you. You know, when they cross your mind, oh yeah, I remember meeting so-and-so, reach out to them, you know, find ways to reach out and and don't worry about, oh gosh, this is going to be overwhelming or I don't know what traction this is going to create. Just do it and then go about your day. So I think it's, I think big things Okay, Amanda, happening. I'm with you. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, JP, it was amazing to connect and thank you for showing up on the Soul Sessions podcast. Why don't you please share with everyone what you've got going on and where they can find you? Well, I'm about to pop the fuck off in 2024. According yes. to Amanda and my yes, soul. Yes, you are. Yes, you so are. If you would like to be early and you, if you would like to say I knew him before everything popped off in 2024. You can uh, keep in touch with me on on where, wherever you follow people on the internet. I would be honored to be one of them. I'll tell you about my feelings, and I'll tell you about how I feel about said feelings, and then we can talk about ours together. That's usually how it goes on the internet. I'm not the try and impress you type. I'm just the try and tell you the truth about myself type on the internet, and then you can say it I back, see. and then we'll talk about art together. It's just my name, wherever you follow people. And what else could I say? Oh, there'll be tours this year, tours next year. That's where I enjoy spending time together the most. Amanda, you should come to a show too if you're if we're coming to a I listen, I hear that you're gonna be in I'm in Austin, Texas, and I hear you and John Mayer are in Austin, Texas. And I I think I am flying I think it's on November first and I'm supposed to fly out. But if that changes, I will be there. And if not, I will catch you somewhere else. I'd love to see you live uh in concert. Yeah, it's not headline tour next year. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, JP, thanks for taking time out. I hope you have an amazing week. The energy is pretty good. So ride the wave. Yeah, absolutely. And be safe in your travels. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for sharing your time and your gift. You bet. All right. Take care, JP. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um tenor girl go shopping yeah baby wait Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.